0: Platkill. It sounds plain, or worse, not much to look at as a word or a place. But the name on a sign along the New York State Thruway, Platkill Service Plaza, became a synonym for hope. It said, less than an hour to home. It said, you can do this, even when you'd been driving for hours. Platkill means calm stream in Dutch, I think. An oasis of fried food, hand sanitizer and sugary drinks, or just a bottle of water and enough gasoline to get home. Like a stream branching off the raging river, a flat rock to sit for a minute and shut your eyes. I'm making it sound way more poetic than I should, but I can't help it. I get sentimental about these things. Ten years ago, I barely knew it existed. The last half decade, it's become practically an outbuilding to our house. You don't realize how much you rely on conveniences you don't have any affection for until they're taken away. Saturday, driving north on the New York State Thruway, I got a terrible shock. The Platte Kill Service Plaza is closed. In ways I didn't expect, this discovery sent me into panic, near meltdown. Anyone who knows the Thruway knows that the exits come further and further apart as you travel north from New Jersey— Miles apart, twenty, thirty, even. That's why Plack Hill became so important in my life. Once you pass Slotesburg service area, the weird one where you drive in under a parking garage, which sounds like it would be convenient in brutal summer heat or bitter snowy cold, but actually always feels a little off-putting and grim. You need to start planning how you're going to make it the rest of the way to New Paltz, to Kingston or Woodstock, Saugerties or Catskill, The distances between exits are long enough that if you've been driving for a while, which is kind of a given, as the area around Slotesburg and beyond looks decidedly unpopulated, you go into a fugue state, forgetting where, why, or how you got on the road, and whether you're coming home or heading off on an amazing adventure. All radio signals fade, time ceases to exist, even weather happens in a void as you approach the microclimate around Newburgh. The Catskill Mountains loom and loom some more. Maybe the world ended when you were crossing the New York state line, and word won't reach you until, well, you might never find out. That's why Platkill is so essential. Let me just make it to Platkill, I've said dozens of times, returning from a visit to the city, or more recently back east from the wilds of Pennsylvania after visiting my dad in Pittsburgh. In Platkill the world would start to make sense again, Not because the services on offer were anything great. In fact, come to think of it, it was pretty awful. A Dunkin' Donuts staffed by the saddest Dunkin' employees you'd ever meet, and a Roy Rogers that would never fail to disappoint. On the rare occasion I gave myself permission to eat something really unhealthy, just to pass the time for the last 50 minutes of my trip home. When I was feeling holy, they had these very good yogurt drinks from local Ronnie Brook Farm. Local. Farm. Almost home and the people matched the food, a bracing mix of upstate hippies, sporty types temporarily detached from their kayaks and Subarus, sweaty, glassy-eyed city folk escaping their cells. There is no plaque kill heading south. The restrooms were easy to get to, but always had big industrial fans placed strategically around on the floor, blowing warm air in winter and summer, Maybe this place really did need an overhaul, but aside from missing the amenities, a restroom, that last snack, what will I do when I need to pull over somewhere and sleep? One hot summer night around 1 a.m., on our way back from playing a gig in New York City, Eric and I saw a ratty old Mercedes sitting cockeyed in a parking space, all four doors open. An older couple lay back against the driver and passenger seats, eyes shut, "'Mouths gaping, legs and arms flopping out of the front doors. "'I think they were in their underwear. "'It felt like we were looking at a Ouija photo of a murder scene, "'but thankfully you could see the man's chest rise and fall. "'You could hear snoring. "'I worried for them, so vulnerable like that, "'hot and exhausted, driving from God knows where.' We've been that lady and man, well, maybe not the Mercedes, and I hope we were a little better dressed. I willed a safety privacy shield around them in the name of all of us long-haul drivers. Sometimes you just need to pull over and sleep for 20 minutes or an hour. Where will we do that now? Aside from going down to see my dad, who's in assisted living in Queens now, I don't have all that many places to go. The drive down and back totals about five hours, but depending how the visit goes can sometimes leave me feeling like I've been driving for ten. Platkill, Calm Stream. It'll be at least a year until they unveil the new service plaza. Maybe they'll even rename it. Until then, I have to come to grips with Slotesburg, but I won't like it. Platkill, too. I drove past Platkill services again the other night. In the dark and the rain, I saw the old rest area building heaped up like the logs of a giant bonfire, the jagged girders and timbers crisscrossed behind a chain link fence. I'd spent the day watching my father turn from ninety four year old dad to an old man who would die. Maybe not today, which was almost over, but someday, fairly soon. I'd brought him home from the hospital, and he'd held it together to proudly walk through the lobby of his assisted living building, clutching a bag with the Afghan blanket his mother had knitted many years ago, a blanket the nurses at New York Presbyterian Queen's Hospital had all admired. He'd walked slowly but tall to the elevator, into his apartment, where he'd put the contents of his small suitcase carefully away, sat down to eat lunch, and then gone completely still unconscious. I'd slapped his hands, his face, shouting, Dad! Dad! Thinking he looked dead, his color gone, his anxious fighting spirit that had just been right here in this room, now somewhere else. Dad! It took four paramedics to bring him around. They put him on a gurney, wheeled him back onto the elevator, four young men in black velvet yarmulkes. Is your dad Jewish? A caregiver who passed us in the hall asked me. I held that idea in my head for a second. Irish Catholic, I said. Loaded into the ambulance, I sat in front with the driver. We lurched rather than race through Queens, the traffic a mess, cars barely bothering to get out of our way. Is it always like this? I asked the driver, his yarmulke tucked beneath a baseball cap. He sighed. They barely notice me. I'm an inconvenience. Behind us, I could hear my dad talking with the young men. I heard him crooning a few notes, high on the oxygen they were giving him. You have a nice voice, one of the guys said. I want to remember this scene forever, I thought. I had to leave him in the emergency room corridor, one bed down from an angry-looking young man with evil tattoos etched into his shaved skull. My dad alone in deepest Queens, but what could anybody do to him here that time hadn't already done? My brother met me and drove me back to my car. All the way north, away from New York City, I listened to Tom Petty. October means important things to me. The month my daughter was born, the month I lost my mother. But it will always, forever feel like Petty Month. The month he was born, the month he died. It comforted me, helped me breathe. The random mix, songs I knew, ones I'd never heard before, the guitars, keyboard, drums, and tom were like fresh air pumping through the car, like the oxygen they'd given my dad. Life was still beautiful and perfect, right down to the moon shining on the dusty remains of Plattkill services. There was no stopping time, only pausing here and there to think, let me always remember this. Three, four. Here
1: comes that fear
0: You've been listening to Diary of Amy Rigby. Thanks so much for listening. Please rate and review the podcast wherever you listen. And uh, thanks. I'll see you next time.